Lovely, so good to see you. Welcome if you're joining us for the first time, if you're visiting us, if you're watching us online, then thank you for spending part of your day with us today. Um, my name's Lois and I'm part of the team here at Foundry Community Church. And we love to start this part of our service by getting to know each other. So are you ready to shout out what your favourite cuisine is? Go. Spagbol. 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 That famous cuisine. Lasagna. Okay, um, any more cuisines? <laughs> Chinese, there we go, somebody gets it. Thai, oh, Thai, you had me at Thai. African, yeah, okay, any more? Chicken? <laughs> Still a little confused, friends, aren't we? Um, Mexican, great, he's a fan of the taco. Greek, oh, van, yes, we are going for dinner. I love Greek. Any more for any more? Nando's, that famous cuisine, Nando's, love it. Oh, brilliant answers. Um, uh, I would like, before I give you an answer, I would like to address something. Something that was said about me from this very stage a couple of weeks ago. Because my esteemed colleague and brother-in-law, Steve, stood on this stage and said that um, I quite like a game of favourites, but that I am totally incapable of picking a favourite. And I'd like to say, he's absolutely right. I cannot for the life of me decide all morning. I've been like, is it Thai? Is it Italian? I do love a fresh pasta. I do love Chinese, but then I really like a curry. And then I love jollof. So I just don't actually really know what to choose. So he's right. I am the most indecisive person in the world. Like, if you've ever had the pleasure of going out for food with me, um, young adults, you will know this all too well. Because at young adults, if you don't know, we go for food quite a lot. Um, we have takeaways, or we go to the pub, or we go out for food. And what happens is, we'll walk into a restaurant, or a cafe, or a pub, and I'll, I will probably have researched the menu in the day as well. And then I'll be stood there like, oh, what do I have? What do I have? I'll ask every single person what they're having. I'll Google what to have. I'll ask the waiter what I should have. And then at some point, I'll panic decide and go like that and just pick whatever my finger points to. I'm totally indecisive when it comes to food. Um, but it's not just food. I'm indecisive when it comes to decorating. So a few months ago, got the keys to my house and all of a sudden walked through the door and realised I've got a lot of decisions to make. That's supposed to excite some people. It petrified me. And still to this day, in my spare room, I've got 19 paint samples on the wall. 19. Now you're thinking, what's that about? I'm thinking it's a miracle I've whittled it down to 19. Honestly, it started at 119, so I'm doing well in my opinion. Um, so that's another thing I'm indecisive about as well. I couldn't choose what outfit to wear this morning. I know you're probably thinking, and you went with that. Um, but there we go. I did, because at some point you've just got to make a decision. Um, this preach, I think, was it four times I changed what I was preaching on this week? I'm just indecisive. I'm all right with it. I can admit it. Making decisions does not come naturally or quickly to me. Does anybody else share that? Yeah, <laughs> you're all like, okay, 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 yeah, I can't make a decision either. Thank goodness I am not alone. Now, after 30 years of being on this planet, you'd think that decisions would come more naturally because life is full of choices, isn't it? 
like from the moment that you've got the capacity to make a decision, you've just got to decide from then on in. And I think the first decision begins when you're first asked, what do you want in your Happy Meal? That's like, that's like the breaking point then. As soon as you've been asked that, you've got to make decisions for the rest of your life. Starts with what you're having in your Happy Meal. It starts with like, oh, um, what high school are you going to go to? And then it's, oh, what friendship group should I be a part of? Then it's like, oh, what GCSEs should I pick? Then it's, oh, uh, should I go on like for a night out with my friends? <laughs> or should I go to youth on a Friday night? I'm just walking you through the big decisions in my life. Um, uh, then it's like, shall I go to college? Shall I get a job? Shall I do an apprenticeship? Shall I go to uni? But then if I go to uni, what do I study and which uni do I go to? Then it's like, uh, shall I travel? Shall I settle down? Then it's, um, shall I try online dating? Then it's, shall I swipe right? And then it's like, shall I ask him out? And then it's, um, shall I take that loan out? Because dating's really expensive. And then it's, should I spend or should I save? How much money should I save? Should I get another credit card? Should I donate my money? Should I donate my blood? Should I donate my organs? Like, well, at that point, I didn't know what to decide. I was like, this is too much decisions. Um, then it's, shall I marry the guy I swiped right for? I don't know. Big decisions. Shall we get a dog? Shall we get four dogs? Because note that getting no dogs isn't an option. It's one dog or four dogs, okay? Then it's, shall I join a church? Shall I join a connect group? Shall I watch online? Then it's, shall I serve? Then it's, Shall I quit my job? Shall I stick with my job? Shall I look for another job? Life is full of decisions and frankly, it's utterly exhausting. Anybody else exhausted by life's decisions? Me too. Um, and maybe the reason, I think, if, if I reflect on why I find it so difficult to make decisions, it's because like, I'm aware that there are consequences to the choices that we make. Now, if I choose the wrong thing at the pub and I have pie and mash when I should have had mac and cheese, like, I'll get over it. I'll be annoyed for about 20 minutes. I'll have real food envy, but I'll get over it. If I paint my spare room pink when I should have painted it yellow, expensive mistake, but I'll get over it. But some of the choices that we need to make in life, they have bigger consequences. In fact, some of the choices um, that we make have the power to change us one way or another. The food that we eat or don't eat can change our bodies. The lifestyle habits that we choose, they can change our health. The partner that we choose can change our relationships. You see, the decisions about how we live, what we will stand for, what we will stand against, what we will say yes to, what we will say no to, what we will say not yet to, these choices have the power to change us one way or another. And we are in a series at the moment here at FCC called Changed, where we are looking at, like, how are we changed as people? What do we need to allow to change us? And we've been in this Bible verse that's in Romans chapter 12 in the Bible, and it says this. It says, fix your attention on God and you will be changed from the inside out. We have been reading this week after week after week. Fix your attention on God and you will be changed from the inside out. And we've been asking like, what will it look like for us to be changed by love? What will it look like for us to be changed by the Holy Spirit? What will it look like for us to be changed 
by the grace of Jesus. And today, if we understand that our choices can change us, then I want to ask the question, like, how can we make choices that change us for good? Because the choices we make will change us one way or another. And I want my choices to change me for good. Now, can I confess that, like, I have made so many decisions um, that I regret. I've made choices that haven't changed me for good. I've made choices that have had consequences for me and for the people around me, and I wish that I hadn't. But you know what? This Bible verse from Romans chapter 12, it gives me hope. It gives me hope to think that actually, if I fix my attention on God, I can begin to make choices that are for my good and for the good of the people around me, for the good of my community, for the good of my relationship, for the good of my family. These are the kind of choices that we can make when we fix our attention on God, and that gives me hope that we can choose choices that honor God and that we can be proud of. But how? How on earth do we begin to make good choices that change us for good? And how, as followers of Jesus, if that is how you identify today, how do we, in a world where there's loads of other appealing, appetizing, alternative other options, how do we choose to make the good, godly choice? Well, I think the answer is found in a recipe. Now, I love cooking. Uh, I'm not very good at it. I've been known to give people food poisoning. I've, been, I've seen people throw my food away. I'm all right with it. I love it. I enjoy it. Um, and I like simple recipes. Jamie Oliver has this, I think it's Jamie Oliver, he's got a cookbook called Five, with just five ingredients. I love it, because anything more than five, I get very confused. I'm like, oh, I don't have that in, I don't know what to do with it. Um, so I'm going to give Jamie Oliver a run for his money. I'm not going for five, I'm not going for four. I think the, the recipe for making good, godly choices has three ingredients only. And these ingredients are wisdom, strength, and grace. In fact, let's, let's make it up together. It's going to be my recipe for good choices. We need equal parts, wisdom, strength, and grace. Wisdom, like what on earth is wisdom? I uh, used to think that wisdom was being clever. And then I met some really clever people and I realized they're not always very wise. And then um, I used to think wisdom was being mature. And then, frankly, I met some older people who aren't very wise. So wisdom isn't about being clever or being mature. Wisdom actually can be defined by this. Wisdom is the capacity to understand life through God's perspective. Now, if you want to learn anything about wisdom then you can read a book in the Bible called Proverbs. It's in the Old Testament. It is like a little library of wise advice. And July is the perfect month, actually, to read Proverbs because there's 31 chapters, 31 days in July. You could commit to reading Proverbs this July. And by August, you'll be so wise. You'll be like, I can teach you what wisdom is, Lois. Don't you even worry. So wisdom is the capacity to understand life through God's perspective. Can I, can I do a bit of a word lesson with you? Is that all right? Good. I'd have done it anyway. So there we are. Um, the Hebrew word for wisdom is a word called chokmah. Can you say that? 
Hokma. Now, I'm going to need more phlegm, more phlegm from you. Like, spit on the person in front of Hokma. Thank you. We are speaking Hebrew today, people. Hokma. Hokma is wisdom. It, and what it is, is, is an attribute of God that he used when he created the world. It's an ingredient in God's personality. It's wisdom. God is wisdom. But that hokma, that wisdom, has been woven into the world around us. It's like an invisible creative force. Now, just imagine that hokma is like binoculars. I've been practicing how to use binoculars today, and I've realized I can't use them. I was like that for ages. Wrong way. Wrong way. I can only see myself. These are the wisdom goggles, the binoculars of Hokma. Because what Hokma is like is like being able to pick up binoculars and see the world as God sees it. That's what wisdom is, is to look through the eyes of God, to see life through God's perspective. And when we choose wisdom, when we make choices with wisdom, when we get the wisdom from God and we pick up the binoculars of Hokma wisdom, what we can see is we can see the bigger picture. We can see red flags and we can see warning signs. We can see potential and we can see purpose. We can see life through God's perspective. And sometimes what we do as humans is we make decisions just based on the narrow vision that we can see. But wisdom allows us to see life through God's perspective. I wonder if you've got a situation where you are literally like, I don't know, how to handle this. I don't know what approach to take. I don't know what the outcome should be. I don't know which choice I should make. Do you know that wisdom, hokma, being able to see through the binoculars of wise decision-making, it allows us to see the way God sees your situation. That's why in Proverbs chapter 2, verse 9, when it's talking about wisdom, it says, when you have wisdom, then you will understand what is honest and fair and what is the good and right thing to do. Wisdom allows us to see what is honest and what is fair and what is right and what is good for us to do. Because making good, godly decisions requires a whole lot of wisdom. So where can I get me some of this wisdom from? Because I sure need it for the decisions that I need to make. And I'm sure you do too. Well, the Bible tells us in James, this is the New Testament of the Bible, James chapter 1 verse 5, it says this. If any of you needs wisdom, you should ask God for it. He is generous to everyone and he will give you wisdom without criticizing you. If you want wisdom, ask God for it. If you need help making a certain decision, like commit to asking God for it. Every morning, ask God, God, I need your wisdom. If you're struggling to know what to do, ask God for it. And God might um, give you wisdom in the following ways. There's, there's a chance that he might, maybe not today, but on other occasions, he might give you wisdom through a preach where you're like, yeah, that is relevant to me. I needed to hear that. That is going to help my situation. God might give you wisdom through a prophetic word. That's when the Holy Spirit, who we're going to talk about in a bit, speaks through people to encourage us and to guide us. God might give you wisdom in the Bible when you are reading something in the Bible and you are like, that is relevant to my situation. Or the wisdom that God might give you might just come in as like a clarity of mind where just suddenly you're like, 
that's what I need to do. That's the decision I need to make. God can give us wisdom in so many different ways. And when he gives it, we should receive it. Because Proverbs chapter 4, verse 6 and 7 says this. Don't ignore wisdom. She'll protect you. You see, wisdom isn't there to punish us or to limit us. Wisdom is there to guide us and to guard us. So the first ingredient in the recipe for good choices is wisdom. But when it comes to making decisions, wisdom alone isn't enough. Because what we need to do when we've got that wisdom is act on it. But sometimes that is hard. Like sometimes I hear the wisdom that someone's giving me, but I'm like, I hear you and I'm going to go that way. Or sometimes I'll read in the Bible what it is that it's saying about a certain situation and I'm like, I see you, but I'm just going to skip and find it somewhere else that says what I want it to say. Sometimes we can see what it is that we need to do or need to not do, but actually doing it or not doing it just is just too hard. And once we actually know what is the wise choice to make, we need the strength to make it. So the second ingredient in a recipe for making good, godly choices that change us for good is strength. We need strength to act on the wisdom that God has given us. It takes real strength to make tough decisions. And you know, often the good, godly decisions aren't the easy ones. Sometimes they take sacrifice and they take grit and they take commitment and they are often hard to make. And that's why we need strength to help us make those decisions. But the good news is you don't need to rely on your own strength. Because if you're anything like me, you won't have enough strength to make those hard decisions when you need to. But God sent us a helper. And that helper is called Holy Spirit. And it's the Holy Spirit that gives us strength to make those tough decisions, to act on that good wisdom. Ephesians chapter 3, verse 16 says this, I pray that from his glorious, unlimited resources, he will empower you with inner strength through his spirit. You know that inner strength that it takes to make a tough decision when the rest of the world is saying, do this, but you feel that you should do this. That takes inner strength. And the Holy Spirit empowers us with that strength. Making the right choice or making a good choice or making a godly choice takes strength strength from the Holy Spirit and you get to ask the Holy Spirit for that strength. If maybe like me, you know that you are easily influenced, ask the Holy Spirit for his strength. If you've been um, trying to like resist a certain temptation, and you know you need strength, ask the Holy Spirit for the strength to say no. If there's something that you know you've been needing to say to someone but you've been like, I can't find the words. Ask the Holy Spirit to give you the strength to speak. That is the Holy Spirit's job, is to help us if we ask for it. So God gives us the wisdom to know what a good choice is, and the Holy Spirit gives us the strength to make those good choices. But there is one more final ingredient to go into the recipe for making good choices, and that ingredient is grace. Because, spoiler alert, friends, I hate to ruin the facade, but there will be times when I make 
the wrong choice. And there will be times when you make the wrong choice because we're human. We will get it wrong. We will see what we should do and we'll go that way. We will know what we should say and we'll say nothing. Sometimes we will ignore the wisdom that's offered to us or sometimes we will lack the strength to make those tough choices. It will happen. And maybe today you know the burden and pain of regret. The weight of a wrong choice that either you made or was made about you. Well, the third ingredient in the recipe for making good choices is grace. Grace for when we make the wrong choice or grace for when people around us make a choice that hurts us. Do you know if you know that burden of making the wrong choice at some point in your life, um, there's hope today because I really believe that even our worst choices can be used by God through his grace to change us for good. There's evidence of that in the Bible. It won't come up, but this is what it says. Romans chapter 8, verse 28 says, And we know that in all things, God works for the good of those who love him, who have been called according to his purpose. You know, those wrong decisions or those decisions you regret or the things that you wish you didn't do or did do or didn't say or did say. If you are carrying the weight of them, you can drop the weight at God's feet today, knowing that there is grace, knowing that there is the grace of God that can turn your worst decisions and still use them to change you for good. That is the grace of God. God's forgiveness and God's grace allows even our worst days to be turned for good. Daniel chapter 9 verse 9 is a verse in the Old Testament. It says, the Lord our God is merciful and forgiving even though we've rebelled against him. Even though we get it wrong, God is still merciful and still forgiving. That is the grace of God. And do you know what will really change us from the inside out? Is if we accept that grace. That grace for our wrong decisions. And if we ask God for his wisdom and help to help us make better decisions. Do you know what will change the reputation of our church is if we are known for being a place of grace, a place that has grace for other people when they make a decision that maybe we didn't agree with. Do you know what will help our community is if we commit to being a place of wisdom and grace where people can come and seek wisdom, where people can come and seek grace, where people can come and seek strength. Do you know what will help our spiritual lives is if we commit to asking God and asking the Holy Spirit for wisdom and for strength and for grace. Grace for ourselves and grace for the people around us. Ben, do you want to come up? Come and join me. That'd be nice. My mum's rolling her eyes like, oh gosh, I'll come if I have to, that's fine. The choices that we make, they change us one way or another. And I don't know about you, but I, I want to start making good choices. I want to start making good choices that I can be proud of and that honour God. And we make good choices, godly choices, by equal parts, wisdom strength. I forgot to pour grace in. And grace. Wisdom to see what we should do. 
wisdom to see what is good and what is godly. Wisdom to see what is right and just and fair. And then strength to do it. Strength to make those decisions. Strength to do what wisdom is calling us to do. And then we need grace to admit that we don't and won't always get it right. And grace for the people around us who maybe missed the mark too. I wonder if you'll stand with me if you're able and willing. And as you do that, maybe you just want to ask the Holy Spirit what he is saying to you in this moment. Maybe you know that there is a situation in your life where you need God's perspective. You need his direction. You need his wisdom. I'm going to pray for you in just a minute. Or maybe you know what it is you need to do, but you really need the strength of the Holy Spirit to help you do it. Or maybe you know the, the weight of scars of a previous bad choice today we're going to pray for grace for you if that is you in fact we're all just going to close our eyes not because it's holy just because it helps us focus and it gives you the privacy to respond to Jesus in this moment as well if that's you you might want to just put your hands out in front of you just to receive what it is that you need from God and this moment isn't about anybody else other than you and Jesus going to pray for you now. Father God, I thank you that there is grace for us when we make decisions that let you down or let ourselves down. God, we thank you that that grace is available to us and that grace wipes the slate clean. Thank you that we can walk in your grace and forgiveness today. And God, for everyone who needs wisdom about a particular situation, would you plant that wisdom in them right now? Would they know what it is they need to do? And God, for those who need the strength of the Holy Spirit to do it, would you empower them? Would you strengthen them? And would you help us today? We look to you for help to make good choices.